she said, you know what, Nisha, I'm not going to pay you the same amount that I paid Gerald because the world is not going to do that. She said, no matter what, girls do not make what boys make. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grownups, can you believe that was the grandmother of today's financial grownup, Tanisha Warner? She was telling her own granddaughter that she would always be paid less than a man. And the irony is that she thought she was doing Tanisha a favor because she was teaching her early on that she would never get paid what a man got paid and she would understand the way the world works, accept it, and do her best. Hmm. That didn't go over well. More on that in a sec. But first, welcome everyone. Here at the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, we talk to successful grown-ups who share many stories that had a big impact on their life, the lessons from that for us, and some everyday money tips as well. Tanisha Warner is an author. Her latest book is The Big Stretch, 90 Days to Expand Your Dreams, Crush Your Goals, and Create Your Own Success. And she is also the force behind The Dream Project. We'll talk about that in the interview. And she has her own multicultural marketing and communications company, Igami Group. Tanisha Warner, as you will see, does not hold back. You are in for a treat. Here we go. Hey, Tanisha Warner, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I love your book. I love everything that you are doing. You are the founder and CEO of the award-winning marketing and communications firm, Igami Group. You're also the creator of The Dream Project, which we'll talk more about. But basically... Everyone who's everyone has been part of this. And you are the author of your second book, which we're going to talk about the most, The Big Stretch, 90 Days to Expand Your Dreams, Crush Your Goals, and Create Your Own Success. Um, Basically, a 12-week boot camp. Pretty cool stuff. Tell us quickly about that, and then we're going to get into your money story. All right. So The Big Stretch, I am thrilled about my second book. As you just mentioned, I'm the founder of The Dream Project. And I was able to take a lot of the key learnings from speaking to over 180,000 dreamers, iconic dreamers, as well as my own story, and put it in a book format of a 12-week dreamers boot camp. And I can tell you, the book literally lays it out in very easy-to-follow steps, and there's a lot of accountability in the book. We're going to get to that soon, but I don't want to hesitate to get to your money story because this is kind of an epic story. There's a big twist. It has to do with your great-grandmother and a lesson she taught you, but the lesson she taught you was not the one that she intended to teach you. Go for it. All right. So my money story, it actually dates back until uh, I was a young kid. I was in the third grade, so think I'm eight or nine. I had an idea that I wanted to work the summer over at my great-grandmother's farm. She owned a farm with hundreds of acres of land. And my uncle, who was also very younger, he's only five years older than me, I went to him and his name was Gerald. I said, Gerald, I have an idea. I think I can convince our grandma Osi to allow us to work the farm and pay us versus pay other people. So he was down for it. And I went over to my grandmother and I pitched her on this concept. You should keep the money in the family. Let Gerald and I work for you this summer. And so I landed us a job, Bobby, and we 
were working the farm. We would get to work around 4.30 a.m. I would go with my grandmother and Gerald would go with my great-grandfather. And for my great-grandmother, we would go and get eggs out of the chicken coop. We would clean the porches. We would pick fresh vegetables. We had to cook dinner. I mean, it was a long, long day. And then as for Gerald, he was doing things in the field like picking corn, all types of hard labor things. But you're both working. We both are not only working, we are working hard. And at the end of the day, we're exhausted. (laughs) So then comes payday. Yes. So we do this for about two weeks and payday comes. Prior to this, I didn't negotiate how much she was going to pay us. I was just happy to have a summer job. And so she gave us these envelopes and I didn't want to be rude and open it in front of her. So We got in the car and we went back home and we opened our envelopes. So Gerald tore his envelope open and out comes this money that's folding. And then I tear my envelope open and coins drop out. And so I'm looking and I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Where's my money? There was no money. There was not folding money in there. And so I went to my mom and I said, I need you to take me back over to my great-grandmother Osi's house. So she took me back and I said, hey, you you must have made a mistake because I don't have any folding dollars and I only have coins. So you didn't pay me the right amount. We kind of went back and forth. She told me she was very clear on the amount that she paid me. And I kept pushing, pushing. And then finally she said, you know what, Nisha? She called me Nisha. I'm not going to pay you the same amount that I paid Gerald because the world is not going to do that. She said, no matter what, girls do not make what boys make. And I'm not going to start doing that. Yes. So it like really pierced my heart. And this was a statement, not a discussion. This was a statement. Yes. It was like the end. And so I was really, really courageous with what I did next, Bobby. I put my hands on my hip. I looked at her in the eyes. And I said, if you're not going to pay me what you paid Gerald, I need you to know I quit. And I took off running because she definitely believed in the rod and she would have spanked me. But it was worth it for me to stand up for myself. And what did Gerald say? So my dearest Gerald, Gerald felt sorry for me. However, Gerald continued to work and collected that check for the rest of the summer. (laughs) Wow. And that folded money. And what did your mom say? And did you have any further discussions as you got older about this with any of the people involved? So my mom, she's just awesome. I told her how I felt. And she told me that I did not have to go back and work there, that if I really wanted to quit, that I could. Hindsight, looking back, I realized she really wanted to teach me a lesson And she knew that that was going to give me an experience to stand up for myself and to actually demand my value, which leads me to, that's why it's my money story, because one of my biggest lessons I took away from that, and that's, it's okay to demand your value and stand by that. And the amazing thing is that was not the lesson that your great grandmother was teaching you. Absolutely not. She is from a different era and um, we, we love our grandmas. But that was not the lesson that we want to teach people today. What is your lesson for our listeners from that story? So my lesson um, for your listeners is if you are a small business owner and or if you're working in corporate America, there comes a time that you have to be extremely comfortable with what you bring to the table and the value that's associated with that and willing to negotiate based on that value and not compromising that. One thing in the book that I've asked you to talk about as your money tip, your everyday money tip, 
is how to do a dream detox, specifically if there are people in your life that are what you call dream bullies. What do you do specifically to get rid of those people? Do you just ghost them? What do you do? (laughs) Well, I definitely wouldn't say ghost them. Well, first, I think it's very important to know that when you have a dream and you have a big idea, especially when you really originally get that idea, it's important that you safeguard your dream. So you have to become aware of who is in your circle. Do you have a circle of dream champions? Champions reflect back to you the best of who you're becoming. They're going to reflect back to you the possibility that this dream can become a reality. And or you have dream bullies. And dream bullies are those that are within our circle that potentially just cannot see the vision that you've been given for that dream. Sometimes your dream bully can be the people that are the closest to you that actually love you the most. And they will actually try to protect you as you stretch to become more uncomfortable and to step outside of that comfort zone. You will find that you start to disrupt the comfort zone of sometimes the people that are really close to you. Those individuals can sometimes want to protect you. Instead, they're becoming a dream bully. They're working against your vision. So for me, my best friend in the whole world is my grandmother, not my great grandmother, but my grandmother. Um, Her name's Noretha Hearns, and she is the biggest dream bully I've ever encountered. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And so I've had to learn when I have a big idea and I have a concept, I don't share those visions with my grandmother because she's not going to support me in having them turn out. So for the listeners, how do you do a dream detox and how do you protect yourself from the bullies? Well, number one, first, you need to identify who they are. Second, you need to alter your conversations accordingly. That's not the place to go and share your next big idea. That's not the place you call when you want to know, do I continue to go or do I stop? And so it's not about cutting out dream bullies completely out of your life. I don't want you sort of ghosting everybody and then saying Tanisha and Bobby told you to tell everybody peace out. No, that's not what we're saying. However, I will say it's about becoming conscious and aware and protecting your ideas and your dreams accordingly. And it may mean altering your relationships with the person, especially as you're in a season of birthing a new dream. You may not find yourself hanging out with the old best friend where, you know, you guys used to gossip or you you weren't doing anything productive. Maybe that's not the person that you will be spending the majority of your time with in this new season of bringing your dream to reality. One of the things that you talk about in your book also is doing a time audit. Absolutely. And Bobby, you and I were just talking. You talked about the fact that your book was in Cosmo or in these business magazines. It wasn't that it just appeared there, but you did a lot of hard work. And so the hard work that goes into where you invested your time. So when you have this idea and this dream, You need to also do a time audit to say, what time can you get back and work that time for you and your dream? I want to share this quote from the book with our listeners. Um, You say, quote, big dreams require unreasonable radical action to catapult you from where you are to where you want to be. Can you just expand on that a little bit? I love that. Absolutely. Well, I can actually start there with my story. I was working at IBM Global Services a nice, comfortable, cushy corporate job. And for me, that unreasonable, radical action, 
I left my job without having another job. I moved to New York City without knowing a soul, all in the pursuit of the dream. I knew my big dream was here in New York. That was radical. On the outside, looking in from my friend's perspective and even my family, it looked a bit crazy. Like, how are you going to leave this job before you have another opportunity? And so I'm not telling everybody to go quit your job, but I am saying that your big idea and your dream, I can 100% bet it's not going to dwell within the zip code of your comfort zone. You're going to have to stretch beyond that, and it's probably going to take some radical action. Well, congratulations on the book. I love that it has very specific actionable steps because a lot of books are inspiring, but they're not always grounded. And your book is very grounded. And I think that's something that will really resonate with many people. Tell us more about where people can, I assume the book is going to be available everywhere in all the places, but where can we find out more about you and all of your businesses? Because you've got a lot and, and especially this dream project. I mean, I think those events sound amazing. Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, if you want to stay in contact with me, Tanisha, all of my social handles is Tanisha J. Warner, T-E-N-E-S-H-I-A-J Warner. I'm always out on social kind of saying where I am and what I'm up to. If you want more information on this book, you can visit my book website, www.thebigstretchbook.com. You should definitely go there. We're already teasing out some content there is a dreamers profile assessment quiz on that site. And so you could actually go there and take this assessment to determine what type of dreamer you are. My marketing firm, it's www.egamigroup.com. And the dream project, you definitely should stay in tune with us. That's the dreamprojectonline.com. Awesome. And you have a lot of amazing celebrities that have been, been part of that as well. Yes, um, we've been very fortunate. I, I call them my dream all-stars. A lot of their stories have been featured in the book, but Magic Johnson, um, Damon John, Christine Kane, India Ari, Jennifer Fleiss, the founder of Rent the Runway. So really, really inspiring stories. Although unique and different stories, the one thing that I can say is the commonality among all of those dreamers is at some point they all said yes to the stretch. And the stretches, they were willing to travel the distance between their comfort zone and their dream. You are such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. This was amazing. Okay, everyone, here's my take. Financial grown-up tip number one. I totally related to Tanisha's experiences with dream bullies. I probably had more bullies, as she calls it, than supporters when I announced a few years ago that I was going to write a book with candid and personal money stories from super successful people while working full-time in media with three kids and a husband and, of course, a dog, people were not only skeptical, some made really hurtful comments, and I know there was chatter behind my back at work. It was pretty bad. They really thought I would never pull it off. I had some supporters, don't get me wrong, but I wish I had Tanisha in my corner back then. But she's right. Sometimes it's better to just not share your plans with them early on, especially if you kind of know they're not going to be supportive. Financial grown-up tip number two, do a time audit, kind of like those weight loss diaries where if you write it down, you see what's going on and that act in and of itself will change your behavior and you'll have a better focus and be able to better allocate your time. You become more accountable. Don't necessarily, though, share it with those dream bullies. 
All right, everyone. What are your tips for dealing with the doubters? I would love to hear them as well as your ideas for future episodes. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And please take a minute to review the show for real. I really appreciate it. And I read every one. It matters. I would love it if you did it. Everyone check out Tanisha Warner's new book, The Big Stretch, 90 Days to Expand Your Dreams, Crush Your Goals and Create Your Own Success. It's really an awesome book. I enjoyed it so much. And I think that it will be very effective for a lot of you. And big thanks to Tanisha for making us all financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.